Thanks for tuning in to the John Papaloni Show. Today we have Kyle Kroger. Kyle, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on, John. Absolute pleasure. Let's start off with a uh, bio of who you are, what you do, and how you got there. Yeah, so right now I'm a owner of uh, Black Bear Media, uh, which I'll call as a, basically a digital media company, a boutique digital media company focused on uh, sustainable content sites as well as tra- uh, travel content sites. Um, so the two main projects that I'm working on right now that are under the portfolio are theimpactinvestor.com and viatravelers.com, um, the latter being a travel blog. Uh, I spent 10 plus years working in uh, finance and investment banking and private equity, um, working uh, in the typical you know corporate setting and really wanted to live a digital nomad lifestyle. So just last year moved to uh, to here to sunny Amsterdam um, from Minneapolis is where I'm originally from um, and uh, trying to enjoy every minute of it uh, moved along with uh, my wife, my daughter and small dog. So um, been quite the journey and yeah, uh, looking forward to exploring more of Europe. Interesting. So you said your uh, two main projects are the investor. I forgot what it was investor something. And uh, you got into uh, travel as well. Why travel? Like not why are you traveling? Why are you focusing on that in your business? Yeah, good question. I mean, I honestly was ready to just try something completely different, right? I have like this, I don't know, I'm somewhat addicted to just uncomfortable situations or like pushing the envelope or taking on a new challenge. Um, And so my saying is I traded in Microsoft Excel for, you know, a GoPro and a a drone and and a camera, but I knew I loved to travel as a hobby. and so I wanted to do something that revolves around like what I love to do and never felt like work. Right. Um, it, and it still never feels like work. Um, you know, just got back from Germany last week, heading back to Germany again, um, this week on Wednesday. Um, and I just get excited just being on the move, being out there, um, learning every single day, just from uh, cultural, like heritage, history, um, and even in just interactions with people. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that, that explains it. Now, why, uh, why, why the industry you chose? I mean, re- the reality is that, I mean, growing up, there's so many opportunities. There's so many different ways we could go. Mm-hmm. I mean, you grew up probably with the same, uh, <laughs> you know, talk that I did, go to school, get a good education so you can get a good job. You can buy a white picket fence. You can raise a family, save your money so you can retire and live a good, healthy retirement life, yada, 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 yada. Now, oftentimes, some people jump into that and love that lifestyle. Other people, you know, sort of just fall into it because of the programming. And then there's the uh, unique ones like us who decided, yeah, that's not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. But the point is growing up, sometimes we know what direction we want to go. We know where our passions are. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we discover it. Like, what was your vision growing up? Like, where did you think you were actually going to be going doing? Yeah, I thought I was going to be just in finance, like my whole entire life. That's kind of what I wanted to do growing up. Um, obviously, when I was younger, I was like astronaut and stuff like that. I mean, that still would be amazing. Um, but then I slowly gravitated towards like finance and investing at in my teen years. Um, but then I did kind of realize like, that might not be where I want to be forever. Right. Um, and so I naturally progressed into like content and uh, posting articles. Right through SEO. I self-taught myself for better or worse, uh, search engine optimization. Um, and I really love the data component. There's some similarities with sort of working in Excel and working with numbers, um, that it was a natural fit, right? Pairing that with, with that hobby as well of like, of traveling and documenting those experiences. 
I also loved the concept of like content, um, how simple it's, it's actually really hard to do, but it's also a simple business concept, right? Like you can put a lot of work up front in creating content and then, you know, have a runway of a revenue stream that's somewhat recurring into, you know, in, into a long period of time, right? And so uh, building a foundation of sort of semi-passive income in a way um, through content creation. On the flip side, anyone can start a content site. You know, so you're going to have massive competition, right? Like anyone can start doing what I'm doing. Um, so you do need to kind of be creative in what you, you know, your competitive advantage and what you do other than uh, compared to other people. Um, so that that's the kind of the converse. But I loved how simple of a business it was. I love kind of determining my own destiny and having like kind of control of like the, the journey that I go on um, through this whole process. Right. So what's the main revenue stream in this? Um, mainly dis- uh, display advertising, right? Um, it, it's it's 50-50 display advertising and then affiliate marketing is the other 50% um, right now for us. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, we would love to control uh, some form of a product. We would love to yeah, sell like either a digital product or a service uh, to bolt on to start controlling our revenue stream a bit more. Um, but uh, in a, you know, if you, folks listening don't know, affiliate marketing is basically partnering with different brands. It's, you know, it's a, it's a toll way for the internet. Everyone kind of on the internet has uh, some form of partner links that they get compensated if you bring them a lead or uh, someone books a hotel, right? We would get a commission. Um, and we try to disclose that in full transparency, of course, throughout all of our sites. But um, um, so we have several key partners and they're all products and services that, you know, like we personally use. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't recommend them, right? Um, so uh, easier to talk to as well. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, exactly. So that's sometimes when people watch YouTube videos and say, hey, this, you know, this post has been brought to you by. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and like, there's, you know, there's quite a few people out there that do that. It's uh, interesting. And the reason I asked you about it was where I'm getting at it is that, let's be honest, the lifestyle you're living is a lot of people's dreams. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people, uh, there's people out there that literally quit their jobs, pack a bag and uh, decide that they're going to do that. But they just pack the bag and go. And then usually within six to 12 months, they're back at a job. And it's usually not the one that's paying the same as it was the one they left. Mm-hmm. Now, where I'm going with this is was not to bash the lifestyle. It was touching upon the point that there's got to be a strategy in what you're doing. You can't just pack your bags the way I just described. So what was your strategy? I'm sure you just didn't decide to quit and leave without having some form of revenue source. I, you know, I'm sure you started, got into some sort of rhythm. And as it was progressing, that's when you took the leap. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Like, what was the process there? Yeah, that's 100% right. Um, built a good foundation during COVID for uh, our travel blog by doing, via travels.com, by doing a bunch of day trips from Minneapolis and covering the Midwest and then going through the whole laundry list of all the places I had already been to, the previous destinations like I've, I've, I've traveled to and start publishing because there's no barriers, right? I might as well just write and publish and document those experiences um, and build the foundation. So within the first two years, we're coming on two and a half years now. Um, first two years during that time frame, we went from zero to um, right around 500,000 unique users. Um, and then just recently crossed the 1 million uh, users per month mark. Um, and so right around that once I felt like we had a good foundation and I've covered a lot of stuff I've already done, 
um, was ready to be like, all right, let's pack the bags. You know, this is a personal goal to live in Europe, but also then a business decision where um, now we can go and branch out and find new experiences, right, to then write about and it helps compound that uh, content creation. There you go. And congratulations on those numbers. That's very impressive. Thank you. Yeah. So with that being said, how long did it take you to build that uh, those numbers? Yeah, just about three years. Um, and that's for Via Travelers, for the Impact Investor. That's sort of like a side project to that main project in a way. It's more personal based where I talk about a lot of things that I've already known um, in my you know professional experience from the past. So um, I wanted a, I wanted something where I could still express the knowledge that I already have that I already have right um, I, I, and I also have a passion for it. But uh, over three years, uh, yeah, about three years is, is how I got there. Fantastic. Now, when you decided to leave and pick up and move and all that, now did you own a, like did you own the home you were living in or were you renting? Yeah, I owned the own the home uh, that I was living in um, and still do, and so um, turned that into an Airbnb. Uh, as well, Got so yes, yeah, so that helps obviously, right? With that that uh, passive cash flow, it is a you know it becomes a time management thing, um, and you're sitting, you know, when you we also have another rental property, um, but we only have two, so we're in this little middle ground where um, you know aggregating a bit more in terms of real estate investments, you know, for Airbnb would help. Um, it's harder to do that now that we're over here, but um, uh, but yeah, that that also was a a thing that kind of de-risked the decision to to finally make the leap uh, and, and move. Right, right. See, I love that. I love that. Absolutely love that. That is incredible, right? I, I, again, I'm in the real estate business, so I'm sure you have uh, an idea of what I think about real estate investing. I, I'm glad that you didn't sell it and you kept it. Like, was there any hesitation? Like, did you know when you said, I'm packing up, we're going to, you know, get ready to go? Like, wasn't we're keeping this and no thought about it or was mm -hmm. there considerations you had before you made the decision it was sort of a yeah a decision of might as well keep it i think and let, let's test that out um we we did go on a few trips uh that were kind of month-long type trips and we were able to test like bookings to really understand if if this is a property that people want to stay at and if the numbers work uh so that was really really important to do right um kind of understand like, Hey, will this work if we pack up and leave for a year? Um, and so it did. And so, um, that was like the check mark. If we didn't have that validation, um, things could be, could have been a lot different. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So you got two properties, which is great. Um, yeah. In terms of, uh, you know, real estate, is there intention to, uh, you know, dip your feet into other properties? Like for example, like where you're traveling, like, like, is there an intention to keep what you have? And then as you go along, maybe invest in other countries or is it sort of uh, just maintaining what you have and seeing where life takes you? Yeah, I think with real estate investing, I'm always um, I'm very keen on, on, on like local real estate investing, really knowing the market. Um, I have trouble just being able to, you know, uh, make a investment decision without having like that real thorough like diligence on it. And so like being here now, um, I would absolutely consider uh, you know, purchasing something in uh, Amsterdam or in the Netherlands, um, but uh, nothing, you know, immediate, but uh, would love to get to that point. Uh, you know, it adds another layer of diversification between different markets, real estate markets. Um, both the properties are in the Twin Cities. And so then, you know, here 
uh, yeah, you can get some level of diversification with the euro and then also the the market itself. Absolutely. All right. So with uh, in terms of going back to the uh, whole uh, content creation and stuff, mm-hmm. what does that look like? I mean, how often do you create? How often does the video, you know, get like how often is content put out? How often do you create? Because I'm assuming that you just don't walk out, take a picture, and there's your content for the day. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a process and, and maybe like a schedule for your day. And I'm not saying that you don't, you, you know, you, like when I say schedule, I don't mean 9 o'clock I got to do this, 10 o'clock I got to do that, and it's the same thing every day. I'm sure it fluctuates, but I'm sure you don't wake up and turn around and say, hmm, I didn't post anything on Instagram yesterday. What should I do now? Right. <laughs> I'm sure there's some sort of schedule there. Yeah. There's a loose schedule. There's an overwhelming schedule. That's for sure. Um, just of like things to do when you're sort of like a pseudo independent creator startup, right? Like you want to do it all. Um, and you need to like be disciplined that you can't do it all. You need to like focus on a one single work stream and, and get that done. Right. But, um, we're fortunate enough to have grown to the point where we now have two editors on our team. Um, and then a team of 11 to 12 writers, uh, for via travelers.com. And then, um, you know, some of those folks also help in video production. We post so, um, and so w- one thing on the, the team composition that's important and that I want to call out is that, you know, I was doing a lot of the stuff initially, um, but when it comes to travel, it's not, you know, I, I, ca- I can have my perspective, but that's only one perspective of travel and travels can be so travel can, like traveling and experiencing a new destination can be so different for each person. Right. And so building a team with, diverse perspectives, different specialties, different like um, authentic experiences was super important. Um, And so grateful of like all the amazing writers that have shared so many great experiences on our platform. Um, So we we do end up, we we publish two to three articles per day. They're longer form articles, very thorough, long form guides, and then two to three uh, YouTube videos uh, per week. and then social media we, is not my specialty. And so uh, that's been one thing that we've been trying to figure out a bit more, um, uh, a bit more to kind of grow our reach um, and expand beyond just our current channels. Um, but, uh, but video production for me personally, like a lot of our video originates from the places I've actually gone because using like authentic video for travel, I think is very important, right? Um, showcasing what it place actually looks like. So, um, when I go on a trip, uh, I have a bunch of camera equipment, camera gear, and, uh, trying to capture all of the things I'm learning in real time. Got it. Got it. So that, which brings up the whole point here, right? Like how do you decide what, uh, you know, what, uh, what fits in the, you know, in the, uh, content and what doesn't, right? Cause I mean, I'm sure you see a lot of things and then there's going to be some things that it's like, Oh, I got to record. And there's other things that mm, I want to record, but I don't know if this is too much or sometimes you're just like, nah, I don't want to record. And I'm sure there's times where you didn't record and you said, maybe I should have mm-hmm. then. Um, but I'm sure you also have to balance between that and family time. And what I mean, where like there's moments where as much as it's great to have the camera rolling all the time, I'm sure there's personal time you need where it's just like, you know what? Okay, enough of this. Yep, exactly. It, it really is. Um, that would be the one component where it does and has felt like work, I guess. Um, Cause when you go to a destination, you're like, I don't really want to, like, I don't really want to fly the drone right now. I'm not like just, not feeling like I want to, um, but I know I have to. Right. Um, and I'm always happy that I do, but, um, 
in planning it, you know, I've always, I have learned that trying to capture more is better, um, you know, because with editing, you'd rather have more options, right. To give to our video editor to then, you know, create that perfect story. Um, but been using, I'm not a creative. And so that's part, that's one thing that was always very, like a, very much a struggle for me is like, how do I draft a storyline in advance? And so leveraging things like AI to like harvest idea, better idea uh, generation um, has been super helpful for me because then when I'm going to a place, I can have um, pre-planned spots and like types of clips that I want to capture in a more efficient time before I was just kind of recording a bunch of stuff and not even knowing like what's going to stick. Um, now it's can be more methodical. Got it. Now, which brings up a good point here, right? Like everyone operates differently. Mm -hmm. So when you create this and you create the storyline, do you prepare a script or are you good at going off the whim? Like prime example, look at this podcast. Um, I'm on it right now. I have zero notes. I don't even know what your websites are if you didn't tell me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm good because I'm curious by nature. So I'm good. And what happens is we're here and I'm not just asking questions that I think other people will be interested in, which part of it is the whole, but I'm also asking questions that lead my curiosity. Some of these questions are like, hmm, I wonder how he did that. And that's why I'm asking what I'm asking. So my curiosity comes into play here. And that's why I'm good at going off the whim that way. But not everybody is. Some people load up. And if they don't have their pre-planned notes, they're just going to stare at the camera and go, uh, right? And, that, and that's just the way it is. So we're all different, different talents. So do you script things ahead or is it sort of mixture where you script and then improvise? Like, how's the process for that? Yeah, I think I feel like if I so I appear on a few videos that are like vlog style, and that's my preferred approach. That are that's just kind of unscripted and just kind of go with the flow. I find that if I do have a script, then I try to like be very disciplined in following it, and I end up like reading uh, and and sounding like unnatural and robotic. We do produce some videos that are um, uh, a script later on that then we overlay the voiceover about the destination. Um, so we pair both like vlog style and then sort of unscripted, just we do a little bit of both. Um, um, and then even some of our creators, if we have travel gear that we're reviewing, that'll be done uh, just sort of on the fly. Here, you know, here's an immediate reaction of a certain product. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So yeah, I mean, that's, and that's great. I guess it goes back to what I was just saying. I guess you have to sort of feel what works for you. I mean, I don't think there's a magic trick for everybody. Like, I, I agree with you with the reading part. Some people are natural. Some people can read. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't see their eyes venturing, you would think that they just came up off the top of their head. Yep. And the reality is they're actually reading it. But then there's guys like me that if I were reading it, I would sound like this. Today, I am talking on the <laughs> podcast with Kyle. Exactly. <laughs> and it sounds robotic. <laughs> exactly. I've done that I've, several times. I have several videos out there that people uh, are trolling me about on YouTube of sounding uh, too robotic and also tripping up over my words because I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm not a great reader. Uh, I'm a numbers person. And so like I would read the script, but then skip, like kind of skip words or stumble over a word because I was like adamant on reading it exactly. And you know, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather just go free form. Yeah. It makes total sense. Yeah. Makes total sense there. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing, right? Sometimes you got to be okay with stumbling. Mm -hmm. Not realize sometimes because I'm look, I speak so quickly 
that I have to intentionally slow myself down. Yeah. Otherwise, it sounds like I'm muttering. Yep. And what ends up happening is because my voice and mind sometimes don't sync in terms of speed, mm-hmm. I end up stuttering or, you know, like, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> exactly. and it happens. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and again, that's the uh, <laughs> speed. You know, well, you know, my, 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 my voice and my uh, mind aren't working in sync. And I've done a podcast where I've reviewed it and I spoke so quickly, even I didn't know what I was saying. Right. <laughs> right like i had to listen to it twice to click into the words and go, oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right so i have to remind myself that and i guess we all have those knickknacks there so you produce three videos a week and i'm sure that creation can be gruesome i mean a lot of times people like look prime example how long are your videos typically um they can be anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes and then we'll have certain vlog style be more five to eight minutes in length right yeah. Yeah. We'll take that 15 minute video. I'm willing to bet to get a 15 minute video. you probably have two, three hours worth of recording in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. That, that, yeah. And that, and that's a point because you, you have to record more than what you need mm-hmm. and this little clip it's come out. And a lot of times the perception is you turn on the camera, record, turn it off and go to lunch or wherever it is. And it's really not that simple. Exactly. It's incredible. So it's a lot of work, a lot of dedication which can be hard for somebody who's doing a full-time job then trying to do this on the side, which is probably, you know, why a lot of people quit. Mm-hmm. Persistence is, yeah, persistence is very, very important. Like that was the first thing that I learned with content and content creation is persistence. And it, you know, even if it's, you know, even if you create some form of content, whether that's video, a written article, images, whatever, right. Um, and, and it doesn't perform like, you need to still go keep going because it's a learning process and you and all of these tools wherever you publish it will likely give you analytics to help you understand like how to be a better creator and so they want to see you succeed as well so it's like the more you can kind of get out there um and that's been my approach a little bit is like throw a lot against uh, at the wall uh, you know a lot of stuff on the wall and see what sticks um so you know that's that's one learning lesson is if you're persistent create content you you use the numbers and use the tools that they have to create better content kind of keep stepping the bar up um it doesn't have to be perfect uh, by any means at least you're um taking that first step forward exactly so what would your advice be to someone who's contemplating entrepreneurship like they have this job they're miserable or sometimes they're not miserable but they're not exactly you know jumping high in uh, joy either like they might just be sort of the, eh, I'm okay here, but I'm just sort of the comfortable, but the negative comfortable as in not growing, but, and they want to do their own thing, but they're scared. Yeah. What would your advice be? Uh, believe in yourself. I think like that's the number one, right? Like um, you're more uh, uh, influential and smarter than you really think you are. Um, and so believing and understanding that vision, it doesn't, Again, like it doesn't have to be perfect, and I, it's not perfect by any means, right? Like at all for for me, um, it's quite op- actually the opposite. But kind of knowing that you're like doing your passion and, and and being like, if you follow that and you just sort of believe like this is what I kind of can see this to be, um, and just sort of waking up every day doing that. Like most people, yeah, have some incredible talents out there, and thankfully, in today's age. Um, you know, you could make a full-time business out of 
just doing like YouTube videos for like playing with putty or something, right? Like there's people doing that or like crafty and, and like anything, right? I mean, so it's, it's so distributed that, you know, you'll find your tribe over time uh, related to your passion. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of that is because of the internet, we live in such more of a, of a globalized, uh, world now. And so, um, yeah, believe in yourself, stay persistent and, uh, things will work out. Love that. Now, what would you say was your biggest challenge throughout the process? Biggest challenge. I think it's like, is yeah, biggest challenge is, is building a team and like, and, and interacting from a, like distributed spots. Uh, we have, uh, team members in seven different time zones, um, and and really like letting go. So like when you start believing it, or like you, you've created a lot on your own, um, and you've created a lot of stuff. It's kind of like your baby, right? Your your project, and and um, the more you work together with others, like the more you're gonna like you can't do it alone, right? So slowly building that over time um, is absolutely critical, um, and but you need to do it like in a smart way. And so if you jump the gun and you're, and you're trying to do too much at once, um, you know, that's how people do get burnt out. And, and so like building a, a, a distributed team can be very challenging. Um, even in today's age with all the tools that are available. Makes sense. Makes sense. At the same time, there's, uh, the polar opposite question, which is what I want to call my aha moment. And that aha moment, uh, what I'm referring to is that moment where, we get past the fear, we get past the challenges, we get past everything that was holding us back. And aha doesn't mean that it's game over or we totally succeeded, but it's that moment where we get that sense of relief where we're like, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm in the going in the right direction. I may not be where I want to be yet, but I know I'm where I'm supposed to be and I know I'm going in the right area, you know, direction. Have you had that aha moment yet? Um, I feel like I've had it in a little, in a, in smaller bits, uh, along the way in different ways. Um, but not that master aha moment where it's like, um, and so when I mean by little bits, I think like the first aha moment was, um, I had kind of tested this out, this whole uh, content business out by starting a few sites from ground zero, right. Of just you know, buying the domain name, creating a logo, starting to create content, scaled them up and sold uh, three, uh, content websites by doing that from zero to whatever, right? Like a hundred thousand, uh, page views a month or something. Right. And scale them up and sell them. Um, and I was like, okay, I think like, so this, this model sort of works, um, and it's, it's proven now it, now it's more of like, okay, that let's follow that model for more of a long-term view. Um, before it was more just kind of the short, for, you know, short, uh, quick wins. Um, so I think that that small aha moment, um, was a, was a good kind of turning point, but that big one where it's like, okay, the, the, the system is sort of set up or we're creating great content and, you know, absolutely love it. I think we're, you know, I'm, st I'm still not there, um, because there is so much to learn in, in that process. Love that. Love that. And sometimes, sometimes I don't think, you know, I think there's moments and times where we never get that big one. It's always a, like the big one ends up being a bunch of small little increments added together because what ends up happening is sometimes when we get to where we thought we were going to get to, we realize that the uh, journey has gone a different direction or the journey has gotten bigger than what we originally thought. So 
I think that the journey only ends when you give up or die. Yep. 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 Awesome. 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 So with that being said, what is your upcoming plans? Like where do you see yourself going from here? Cause you're in Amsterdam now. I'm assuming that you're not going to completely settle and plant yourself in Amsterdam forever. Where do you plan on, uh, like what, what direction do you plan on going? Yeah, I think it's about joy, enjoying the ride right now, uh, here, right. Um, we have a two year old daughter. She's like the absolute you know, winner out of this situation. She's having the time of her life and loves it uh, so far here. So that's just really good to see. Um, and so in light of that, right, you have to be cognizant of timing of anything, anything uh, related to any changes or anything like that. So um, we'll be here for a bit. But, you know, I think um, trying to continue this whole motto of like, view this journey as like an unwritten book and, you know, start writing a new chapter whenever you kind of really feel like the chapter has, has been closing on one. So and and whatever that looks like, who you know who knows, right? Um, but um, that's the beauty of of uh, of life, I guess, and following the path and following what you want to do. Um, you don't have to have like the chapters written, and so that's been a blessing I, a bit for me. Um, but in, so the next couple of years, we'll be we'll be here at least. Got it, got it. Which brings up, uh, you know, speaking of books, is there any intention of creating a book? Yes and no. Uh, yeah, well, yes. Uh, I would love to have like travel guides um, that feature like my photography and images or even like a calendar, right. Or something like that. Like a, um, maybe not, it's like, maybe it's not as word heavy, but maybe it's like a kind of a coffee table book of good visuals um, of places um, have way too many images and a lot of hard work of taking those photos. Uh, you know, they're there and they, they, I think they're visually appealing and I think, yeah would love for others to be able to see them. Um, so, you know, would love to, to do something like that. Yeah. I think that would be a really fun project to do. Awesome. Now, one question that I, uh, thought of because you have a family and I'm sure there's, you're not the only person who has a family, like, or has a, has a child and a wife who has this vision mm-hmm. and, you know, but hesitate because of that. You know what I mean? Like, yep. obviously your wife is on board for you to be able to do this. If she wasn't on board, I think you would have a little bit more struggle. Yep. But where I'm going with this is that, um, there's certain things that come out of this. Like when you have a child prime example, she's two now mm-hmm. at some point in time, she's going to hit that age where uh, school comes in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Have you guys thought that far ahead? Like what, what were your plans on that? Yeah, I think it would be here for a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it would be here. Um, and uh, yeah, we feel comfortable with that. And uh, it'll be a fun journey for her and uh, she's becoming uh, bilingual. And that's been really fun to see. Uh, she's learning Dutch yeah, more and more every day and then also being able to speak English with us. So it's it's been kind of a fun balance to witness. Yeah, it makes total sense. All right, in, line of t- in light of time, not line of time, light of time, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions before I go into what I call the lightning round. Second last question is going to be, how do you know you've had a successful day? Ooh, um, that's good. That's a great question. Um, when you've talked to, I don't know, I think when you've, when you've talked to somebody, like like it, you've talked to some, not just like a conversation with like somebody, talk to somebody related to your your passion or so whether that's like, it sounds like a simple thing, but like communication is very important, right? With, without people, like what would happen, right? Um, nothing would, nothing would happen. So like you've had a productive day. If you've had that conversation, um, 
with, with an individual. And I'm mentioning that because of an, an individual that you like either work with as a partner, a vendor, you know, it's so easy to get lost in being like, I just need to like hide behind the computer, send more emails or send, you know, and, and like to get stuff done, but you can advance more than you think, you know, through, um, you know, a healthy conversation. Um, so I don't know, it's a small thing, but, uh, you know, and as somebody that works distributed, it's an independent, um, it's easy to get lost in the whole, you know, non-person to person interactions. Absolutely. I mean, I believe in that too. Collaboration and communication mm-hmm. are really key to any growth. And I think the other thing is if you've learned some, um, if you've learned something new besides work, so don't, you know, don't let work be the only thing that you can bring to the dinner table that day um, to talk about. I think that's always, uh, that's always been a good one for me too. Love that. All right. Last but not least, where do people find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me at viatravelers.com and theimpactinvestor.com. We also have a YouTube channel, Via Travelers, and then all of our social media handles are at Via, so uh, V-I-A, Travelers with an S, um, at Via Travelers for all of our social media. You can interact with us there. You can see some of my photos, see my like actual travel experiences, both you know on YouTube and then even the website. And then we do have a newsletter for both the Impact Investor and uh, via travelers. So those emails all come from me. So if you were to respond, um, we can chat. Fantastic. Awesome. So let's get into the lightning round, which is just a few questions that are more on the personal level. I'm going to start off with, and this one should be interesting considering the amount of travel you do, is what is your favorite food and why? Ooh, um, I would say like really good uh, al ragu, uh, like Italian, like Florence, uh, Tuscan style kitchen. Um, so yeah, like, uh, with, with fresh noodles, right. Like maybe egg noodles. Um, you literally can't go wrong. Had it yesterday. Maybe that's the only reason why. Um, <laughs> I'm, but, uh, yeah, still maybe dreaming of that. It was really good, uh, at a local spot here in Amsterdam. Fantastic. Favorite travel spot. It's, it's hard to give it up. You know, it's obvious, obligatory, but, uh, Amsterdam, you know, I moved here for a reason. Um, I went, the reason why we did move here too is another kind of tidbit is, uh, uh, I studied abroad in Italy back in college. I visited Amsterdam and I, you know, for two days. And when I left the city, I was like, I want to live here one day. And I was like, or I have like, not even just come back. Like, I, like I want to live here. And, um, yeah, to see that drew like kind of that, that goal come, come true. It was a lot of fun. Um, great city. There's not a lot of places that you can truly say that there is like something that can fit each person. Um, great art scene, great music scene. Food is very, very diverse. People are very, you know, the, the diversity is here. Uh, the diversity here is amazing. Um, excellent parks, history, the whole bit. Makes sense. Love that. All right. Favorite podcast, podcast or and or book? Um, yeah, so book. I would say so uh, probably more book. Um, I like this. I like this book. It's a little bit like technical and nerdy in a way. Um, it's more like a manual, uh, but it's called automate the boring stuff with Python. Um, it's a few years, it's obviously a few years old now, but, um, it is a little bit more like programming and I'm not a programmer. Um, but it gave me the whole sense of like this fascination of like, how could I be more efficient to spend less time in like the computer and more time like living um and living life and enjoying it 
Um, and so I became fascinated of all these just different, um, like small daily tasks that you likely might not need to do on your own. Like, um, and so it just opened up this like Pandora's box for me of just trying to figure out this equation to like, um, be efficient and maximize like what you enjoy to do. Got it. All right. Last but not least, if you were given unlimited amount of money and 48 hours to spend it, what you spend, you get to keep what you don't spend gets taken away. What would you do? Oh, um, so you get to keep all of the stuff that you spend. Um, Correct. I, I like that. Uh, um, this is a great question. Uh, the first thing that came to mind was like an around the world uh, trip. Um, so like something that goes all the way around the world, particularly like Antarctica and even like um, the Arctic. Um, so, but then living, and I probably would be okay with that because that could be expensive, you know, it could be expensive and it, you know, wouldn't be too much money where then I would have these like potential stresses because I, um, now I have to, you know, uh, more money, more problems, I guess. Uh, so like, yeah, something that was like a very luxurious, uh, around the world, like multi-year, uh, experience, um, with a blend of like boats, flying trains, cars, biking, um, camping, all different types of stuff like that. So, um, I think I have to go with that. Love that. Love that. So it definitely showcases that uh, experiences are pretty much the most important thing on your list. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Awesome. Kyle, thank you so much for being on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah, it was great to, great to be on here. And thanks for uh, yeah, having me on. Absolute pleasure. If you like what you saw and you want to see some more, subscribe to the link below. Thanks for tuning in to the John Papaloni Show.